0: Paper, scissors? Or should we not bother? Let's go. let Okay, let's do just it. Go to, or just get it out of the way. So my question for you, Harry, my topic this week is you are kind of front and center of kind of the sharp end of the stick, as I'll call it. Mm.
1: Careful when you don't put yourself
0: You're in one of those moods. We're dealing with our community. So uh, one, our community internally through Intercom, which is our messaging platform, yeah, in the Facebook groups. And across Twitter okay. and with the volume of people that we work with you're never ever going to be able to keep everyone happy because if you try and keep everyone happy you're going to end up with no business. I understand this. You're end up with no business because you're building things for a small subset of people and when at the end of the day we have eight people's salaries to pay <clears throat> we have offices to pay for. But we need to make sure that one we're building something that's valuable but we also need to make sure that we're charging for it and if you're building something for one person Um, it's not going to be a sustainable business. So on that note, you can't keep everyone happy. So I've kind of built up my own philosophy of this over time on how you kind of deal with it. And I wanted to kind of throw this at you on the mics because it's something that you're going to be running up against now continuously, is how do you deal with people that are negative or trying to be constructive, but it's coming across negative, in both a one-to-one environment through Intercom direct messaging the team and does that dynamic change when it's in a public forum for a Facebook group, a Facebook page or on Twitter?
1: Over to you. First step is to block, delete and erase all contact with them. Um, <laughs> Matthew Ford's speciality, from, <laughs> <laughs> The big red button. No, um... <sighs> just wanted things in it. Water, water off a duck's back. Uh, it's just... It, on a personal level, it's annoying when. Well, because you're because I'm one person, whereas there there hundreds of people. What, but from their point of view, they're just one person making a complaint. So it, it's that weird kind of compound effect where because it bottlenecks at me, yep. it all kind of just comes at me. So it's a bit bit of a headache. Um,
0: Okay, so on that note, yeah, that let sense. me dig in. I'm going to go into proper Q&A mode right now, by the way. I'm trying to get good at interviewing. I'm just going to bring some guests onto the show. So it makes it feel at the moment that you're taking it as if it's a complaint to Harry, not a complaint to expert trades. Is that how you feel when you're dealing with complaints?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so when you say it's bottlenecking at you and it makes you, as you did, rub your eyes and stress yeah, you it's out, it's just that they're, Why is they're,
1: just com- they're just complaining to you. Okay,
0: so what's the next step and, so it, and, you and it, it?
1: it is it's because it comes across I know it's not directed at me but it comes across like that
0: because the, you're the I, I, interacting I'm
1: not properly. I'm not even taking it personally but it's it's it's, I don't know, it's 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 just because it's all at you just at you
0: yep um, and don't get me wrong I mean we've got thousands of people that have signed up and using our service and the the amount of this happens is very small if you look at the core numbers it's a very small
1: percentage but it feels like it's a massive problem it's always the vocal minority yeah in anything whether it's the internet or or, or anything else There's all, you all, you always. it's like the same it's the same with reviews yep most people won't leave a positive review because you why, expect w- why, why would they, they they're, they're happy good... with it they got what they paid for yep sweet if you don't deliver on what you promised then people are, or you have a bad experience, and people are gonna go out of their way to make sure one you know about it, yep. and two everyone else knows about it. So that's kind of just the nature of complaints, so, criticisms, feedback in general. People people will keep quiet if they get what they ask for. Yep.
0: So no one knows about all the good stuff, but everyone's mm. very
1: vocal when it's the bad stuff. Yeah, so you just
0: said one thing. So you said they'll let you know about it and let everyone else know about it. So how do you deal with it? So you get a message directly into you. And there's a problem, not necessarily a problem, and this is a kind of a pet peeve of mine, is when people subscribe to something, they're, they're buying the value at that point in time, and things in the future are additional and extra value. When someone comes to you today and says, this thing, so it's a genuine bug, okay, um, and they're obviously clearly annoyed about it, what's your sort of attitude around it? How do you kind of engage with that customer in a one-to-one environment?
1: Well, no, you just, you just empathize because chances are I've come across it myself as well because obviously we're always going through the app, for example. Yep. So chances are I'll have come across the same bug. So a lot, a lot of the time we catch these things ourselves, but obviously you can't, just check, you can't just solve it there and then. So these things have already been found, and then what happens is as people start to feed that back to you, that issue becomes more and more of a priority. Yeah, and you
0: say something that can't be fixed there and then. Mm. And I know one of the things internally for us is even if it's a tiny, small bug that we need to fix, and it might be this line looks funky in terms of it's not in line on the PDF, but because of the way that kind of app stores work and bits like that, it can be seven-day waiting time for Apple, and then if we fix one bug and then something else pops up two days later, then you need to cancel that initial, like, how do you get across to people or have you tried getting across to people in terms of, we know this looks like a simple thing because most other
1: apps have it. I think, I think, unfortunately, they just and uh, it's nothing against anyone. And we we come under this category as well for other services that we use, but we just don't know or people don't know how hard it is to address an issue. Agree, and it's not it's not their problem. They don't care. It's they them. just they they. There's a problem with the service that we're providing with them and they want it fixed now, which I agree. I want it fixed now. Like, I, yep. don't, I don't want to give anyone a, a dodgy uh, tool that doesn't work. That's not, that's not anyone's intention to make a bad product. And that falls under the
0: category of when you've bought something for that product, if that is a bug that's kind of happening with it there and then, then it needs to get fixed and resolved urgently. And as a team... We do this really well, in my opinion. Um, take not last Saturday, the, sorry, yeah, not last Saturday, Saturday before. There was something that we considered a critical bug on one person's individual account. We don't know for the life was why it happened, but the signature wasn't appearing on a document. So we went in and fixed it, spent four hours on a Saturday for that one customer because it was kind of customer-facing for him and it was important. So that kind of leads me on to the next thing is how do you deal with something that the customer believes is critical – But when you take a step back and you look at it, and you realise this doesn't require me to fix it on a Saturday afternoon for four hours, but they believe it does. How do you kind of get over that?
1: Well, I think um, it was the way way you said that. Then is it it depends on the process that it's affecting. Like, if it's not a system breaking function in one way or another, where like is like are they are they still able to do the task? Just yeah, not good how you yeah, like to. Then that's not. Unfortunately, that's not as critical. If it admittedly everything needs to be solved, and it will do it eventually. And there's that. It's funny because obviously we've had people raise things before that they don't think is. They they feel that that's falling down the list of priorities because other things come in and this bug isn't solved. So why are you bringing a new feature? But again, it's not. Is easy. If we just spent all of our time fixing bugs before we started adding new things in, for example, you'd never get anywhere because, like you say, you can fix one thing and then something else breaks, and then you can never, and then in just kind of in terms of functionality with anything, you can never have something that solves a problem for everyone. One feature that someone might want might Might be be something just for that one exactly so do we spend all of our time just building that feature not addressing any issues or like certainly everyone has different priorities everyone has so, their own
0: business and they they yeah. do they have their own processes and what they want to do in a perfect world and this is where they, i love the word you use which is the empathy which is when you think about what these guys want to do they want us to build a product that's perfect for them to run their mm. business and it's our job it's this weird balancing act is we need to build a product that's great for 80 percent of our users to run their business on and really taking consideration what we build to make sure it's right for our one existing users and future users. And it's weird thing that you said is um, we kind of run two things at the same time. So what have we got now that needs improving? And then what do we need to build that will make this product even better for our existing customers and potential new ones? And it is a really hard juggling act. And I think it's something that I, I probably guess that most tech startups or anyone that has software struggles with this because it's so difficult because you're dealing with people and businesses and it's highly emotional for them. And I completely understand and empathize with it. But there kind of needs to be this. I think the one thing that we do really well um, is recently, we kind of went through three to four months where we were heads down, just building, building, building. Um, And then it got raised in our community in terms of the service levels, in terms of response times had slowed up it really kind of hurt to start with when I heard that. I was like, no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. I didn't say that vocally. I thought internally, no, it hasn't. We're still doing a great job. But the team was doing a great job, but not outwardly facing. We were building so many of these things that were requested. And uh, we weren't communicating well. And the trouble with that, when it happens, is when you take your eye off that, is the vocal people come through. Firstly, when they highlight it, it's a real kind of like, wow, moment, like, jumping into cold Mm. water like is this actually happening the kind of key thing that I want to try and raise and kind of I guess ask is where's the where's the balance in terms of dealing with vocal people that are actually requesting us to physically build a product for just them and making it sound like a bug is actually a feature sorry a feature is actually a bug like there's this thing where the vocal minority, we hear the expression, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Mm. But the risk of us doing that and giving the squeaky wheel the grease all the time is we end up with five very, very happy customers compared to 5,000 customers that uses day to day to run their business. Like, where's the balance? I think you've just got
1: to look at the kind of the numbers, really, though. Admittedly, if, if one person's complaining, then. Or if one person's raised an issue, then there's clearly more than one person with that same issue. Agree, and that's a really good point. But at the same time, it can't be on the it can't be as as huge an issue as that one person might be making it out to be because there's two hundred customers, let's say, that are all using the same functions that don't seem to have the same problem. Yeah. And I think And especially with our company as well, we make the effort to be very we have a great community with our members so they know that they can just jump on a phone call send us an in-app message or an email or anything like that they can get in touch with us and speak to us they
0: can come to the office exactly. I mean they so, know
1: where we are so it's not like we're just some corporation that's just off in some building yeah hiding behind live chat or sort of attitude like we are we have faces we're all people that you can come and meet speak to and discuss issues so it's
0: just... I think I think the key thing that I'd kind of learned for the first two years before bringing the team in is you can't please everyone in terms of features, development, but you can aim to communicate with everyone really well. And that's something that I think we're now doing amazingly well. I mean, you look at the fact that we're doing live chats, the response time on messaging, it's all fantastic. But I kind of wanted to ask, like, you know, you're not going to be able to please everyone, and does
1: that bother you? Well, I, I find that if someone's going to complain, I say complain, that sounds like a strong word. If if someone's always going to f- have issues or criticize certain things, then that's that's what they'll always do. And when so, when, so when, so like, when do
0: you have the conversation with that customer that this isn't the right product for them? Is it a case of?
1: Uh, I think it, dep- it depends. on the issues that they have. If the, if if they're deeming, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's hard to categorise it. But if they just think that it, things could be better, yep. well, yeah. Well, always things are always going you know, to. Yeah, of better. course. And, and we're and always making again things like better. that. And then those sort of people just, I guess, kind of be clusters. People that are always going to give you that feedback. Every like we make the app better and better every every couple of weeks. Yep, but there's always something that needs improving. Fair enough people people feedback to us and that helps us improve it. So you can kind of just say they're the, they're the ones that you listen to a lot as well because they do give you genuine feedback. Even though it might seem like they're always complaining, it is still feedback. But again, we we're kind of on top of a lot of it anyway. Okay, here's a point: is how do you how do you balance
0: feedback from someone that's a non-paying customer of the product to someone that is? Good so
1: question. if you
0: yeah, so if you imagine that there's, uh, I don't know, 35 signups yesterday, it's something like that, activations into the product, testing what we do. And people throughout that group, I mean, you tag people in terms of feature requests, mm-hmm. products, news, and they say, this is something that would make this app something that I use. You need to build it. Or flip that on the other side and you've got 500 paying customers that go, here's a feature that would make this more valuable to me, even though they're a paying customer. Like, how do you think about that as a problem?
1: That's a good question. Um, I mean, I guess some of it's down to numbers. Like one person ringing up saying, yeah, I would, I would use it more if it could do this. So until then... If that's just one person, it's a shame that we've not won their business, but at the end, like you say, you can't make an app for one, one person. person. So, but if, and this is why we're bringing in offline mode, if repeatedly yep. from paying customers and non paying customers, that's just something that came up, not necessarily like, oh, I'll only get it if you've got offline mode, but like people's feedback just throughout. Every a, a good percentage of customers that we had all mentioned offline mode functionality it just seems like a no brainer and that was a really, so your
0: feedback the way that you logged it was the only reason I managed to find the budget for it, so you're looking at five figures to do mm-hmm. that for us because for, for our dev team to do it, it's months and months of work and we can't pull them off the main projects so we've outsourced it to a local agency that's helping us But you kind of made the case, and you mentioned it two, three months before we actually did it, four months before we did it. And it was, great, Harry, thanks, great, Harry, thanks, great, Harry. And it was just repeated, thanks, log it, log it, log it. And I wasn't just saying that to brush it off. It's because I know how much that was going to cost. And I needed to put a case together in terms of actually 60% of our current customers that are paying us money that are going to be up for a renewal within 12 months have said we really like offline mode. So there is a really good case for it. And the fact that you heard it from potential new customers and existing customers kind of made it something that we needed to do regardless of the cost.
1: And as well, we've got um, customers of different services saying that they just, because of their situations, they can't, uh, they're not going to buy it. They want to support us in every way they can, but they're not buying it simply for the simple fact that it's not got this function. So, and that's from someone that's being honest, open, that we've got a good relationship with. And they're basically, they're just saying that it's a needed feature for them. Yep. So it's, it's, no, it's not hyperbolic. It's just a genuine.
0: And I think, I think the, the real skill around all this subject and the real difficulty is where, like, drawing the line And I say drawing the line, but I've said it out loud and I'd actually, just from this conversation, I think I've learned something. Is like, I don't think you ever draw the line and say this is a yes or this is a no. I think you just keep collecting all the feedback Mm. until something becomes loud enough in terms of genuine feedback, not from just one, but from a group that you then say, okay, this... So in terms of Trello board, for argument's sake, it goes from feedback to potential improvement to going to happen. Uh, I don't think you actually say yes or no to anything, do we? We say great, we're going to add this to the board and we're going to
1: wait to hear feedback. Again, you, lo- you log it until the numbers say that this is a priority. And this is for it feature, not bugs, not bugs. Yeah. bugs but it, is a different story. But again, it, it's just priorities, isn't it? So yeah. we, we know features we want to include, uh, things we want to change, adjust, things like that. And like you say, this noise that starts off as a squeaky wheel when it becomes a... <laughs> I don't yeah, know what the analogy is for something larger than a squeaky wheel, but <laughs> <laughs> when it becomes a roar, then that's when it needs to be addressed because clearly it's not just one person.
0: No, exactly, and uh, I think the whole the whole thing around what you build and what you don't build that kind of de- decides whether your company is going to be successful mm. or not successful. Mm. And there's being completely transparent with um, members and community and everyone in terms of like this is what we're doing, this is not what we're doing. The, the issue that I've run into in the last six months is there is a risk of over-communicating. And what I mean by that is when we are fixing things in the background and then we push an update in two months' time with these fixes, we can't be reporting back to everyone every day because there's just that many people that we have to communicate mm-hmm. with. And they... And it's this, we can't do this one-to-one, oh, this thing's happening, and then email John, this thing's happening. And then I even toyed with the idea of making a Trello board that's public in terms of this is the thing. I mean, we use stuff like this in terms of these are the things that we're working on. And I thought this will be a great way to show people just how many things that we deal with on a day-to-day basis and how we do keep 80, 90. I genuinely, hand on heart, I think we keep 95 to 98% of our customers happy. But the two percent of people that we don't keep happy, dealing with them is something that I'm learning to do at the moment, and it's a real tough conversation to say to someone this product isn't for you. We've we've did it recently, and it's a refund because we don't want someone to feel like they're tied into a product that isn't delivering the value that they originally mm. thought. We're not going to mis-sell anyone, and the whole topic, mate, is just tough. Um, I think as well. I think, I think with, it takes with,
1: a certain personality to deal with it. With our with our product, though, we we. <laughs> From the numbers that we see we don't really have something that people get and then are disappointed with they either like it or they don't it's, we have more of an issue of people just kind of using it testing it get, yeah exactly. just once once <laughs> yeah. they begin to use it and and utilize it it makes sense exactly so it's not perfect admittedly but what is uh, yeah so. and
0: what we're doing is basically i mean i think we shared before Uh, that we have a kind of a paywall at 10 quotes, 10 invoices and and kind of all the tens but when we see that someone hits three of any one of those they then go through to convert which is great for us it shows that we've got a product that when they use it, it works Um, but it is that initial people that don't give it a test Mm. and that's I suppose it's a separate issue that we're tackling at the moment Um, I just find the whole area of community management and dealing with customers something that is really difficult to do It takes a certain personality to do it, but I just don't think that we'll ever be able to please everyone. And we, there's this weird balancing act of what do you do, how do you communicate it, how do you show people that things are being worked on without over-communicating, giving deadlines, because I've done it before and Mark shot me for it. It's like, we gave a deadline for this upgrade. And then a critical bug came in of a new thing that it was in beta, so we expected bugs and we communicated it was in beta and it was being tested. But when something critical comes in, then the other deadlines pass and he's like, listen, Adam, do not give deadlines and stuff until I submit it to the app store because then it's seven days away. So it's like all these little things and I think that, yeah, I'm kind of rambling now, but I think it's because it's such a difficult topic to deal I with. Think,
1: I think importantly though as well is if they're a customer, it's, it's never... Um, if it's negative in any way it's, it just means that most of the time that they care because they're they're actually using the software or they they're, they're a customer of some kind or a potential customer they care enough to tell us so they're exactly. taking time out of their day exactly. to tell and us that's re- how i think there's a re- there's a reason behind it it's more when for example not that we get any of it or really um, but it's more when it's kind of criticism from just kind of out of nowhere. haters from one way Trolls. or another. yeah you're going to get it you, you're going to get uh, it ju- passing judgment without without having any kind of ground to happen today on twitter
0: well. <laughs> <It> Happened today on <laughs> Twitter. and you, you, you and this is where the topic I think came around is you asked me who's this dude how do I deal with it and I just over politely was like hey why not jump in the conversation and ask why the guy left this review You're like oh I was like mm-hmm. we can't wait to add your products in there and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I uh, hope you don't mind the bands and stuff like this, and he kind of flipped in the, in an instant. And I think there's a real knack to dealing with people that are just. Some people are just trying to be noisy on social media because it's all they've got to bloody do. Like I Keyboard understand warrior. that. Keyboard warriors all day, every day.
1: See, I think that's the difference. Like I can, I find it easier to deal with a customer for, for like I just said, because I'm I'm, I'm trying to help them. Yeah. So any issues we've got, as I understand, I want to help. I want to do the best I can. I want to make your journey an enjoyable one. Yep. But when it's just some knobhead, I that's just <laughs> giving grief, like I, I, do, I, I can just ignore it because yeah. I'm just thinking. Pff, I think you don't ignore you spending it. spending most of your time just grieving me when you could be. I think if it
0: was on a personal like one-to-one and it was a tweet out to Harry, you'd ignore it. But because you're representing the business, you're mm-hmm. like, how do I respond to this? Because I just want to tell this guy to get a life sort of attitude, but you need to keep it a bit Yeah, more I, did, I
1: did want to reply. I, I definitely <laughs> wanted to reply. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought I'd consult before. I,
0: I just think uh, I think the key thing that I've learned and something that I think you, the reason you're a good fit for this is heading up the community you're not going to keep everyone happy the only thing that we can do is be truthful around what value our products Mm -hmm, deliver mm -hmm. if it doesn't deliver that value and there's a bug fix it and communicate what we're doing to a point that what people pay for they get and they understand that we keep adding more and more value into it but having said all that being really clear that if this isn't for you we can't build a product for just one person and that's uh, a trap that i we can't let ourselves get into mm, definitely because the problem is is if we we start building features for one person the other thousands of people in the community suffer because we're spending all of our time energy resources on building a, an app for one person whereas the things that could help 500 people i get moved down the list And I just think overall, um, I feel like we've got really, really close to delivering a great experience in the last three, four months specifically. Yeah, definitely. And I just wanted to kind of, I don't know, I don't think I've got time for, how long's this been? Let me just pick this up. Yeah, we can't tackle my topic either. Unless you want to just spend five minutes on your question. No, we'll save it. We'll save it. I've (laughs) I've enjoyed this one. This has been like a more of a like a genuine mm. chit-chat between Definitely. us rather than a kind of you ask, I ask, one of us answers. Um, it's a tough topic. Um, it's weird though, because it's like a business that we've created and when people speak about our business, good, bad or indifferent on social, because I'm the founder, it f- it, it used to feel like it was a personal attack on mm. me. Yeah. Um, but I understand, one, what you said is completely true. Like when people are vocal, it's because they care. And if you take that attitude, it's really difficult to get annoyed about anything. But having the courage to say, this product isn't for you, let me give you a refund. Because these three features that you are classing as critical, we can't build.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair as well. And and a lot of the time when people, I believe you've had a situation before where you've said that to someone, and then that made them think, oh, no, no, I I didn't mean to be so negative. Yeah, yeah like you you're just being straight and saying look if you're not happy with the product i'm happy to give the refund they suddenly then realized that what they've been saying to you might have been perceived as very negative as opposed to just kind of being a bit more critical
0: yeah and I, like i'll address that that was across uh, that was on facebook
1: yeah.
0: uh, and it was a user um, that was it was in a separate conversation and the the comment that kind of hurt me uh from a from a founder's perspective is i've signed up for 12 months so i've got to use it I thought I really don't want one customer <laughs> feeling that they are locked in yeah. to use our service and I like it's just like a dirty way of doing business that mm. I don't like so I had to just come comment and say listen I don't want you feeling like you're tied in I said you've used it for four months I can see you, you've used it but let me give you a full refund because that's not what we're about mm. and then the conversation just like flipped it was like I didn't mean it like this I was having a bad day sorry uh, let's just can we uh, the comment was can we move past this Of course, like we are here, we're here to help. But it's really key, and that's why the emotional side of me kicked in. It was like I don't want customers to feel. I don't want a customer. Exactly, it
1: illustrates your intentions that you are. You're not just there. You're not there to just grab the money and run. You are genuinely trying to help them out.
0: We're we're trying to build a business that is uh, that is here for the next fifty years. Like we're trying to build something that is sustainable, and I, I think if you try and penny pinch. 80 pounds here and 220 pounds there you can very very quickly destroy it's only gonna get you so of... far into yeah, exactly yeah good chat man
1: it's good actually I'm really good. cool it's it's late well <laughs> it's not late but <laughs> i feel like i've not been asleep for two days <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i just looked at the pillar blinked and my alarm was going off
0: that's good man it's good but th- i think the thing is like uh I think the thing we underestimate is when we actually deliver our KPIs and hit the numbers, Mm. it just makes more work. (laughs) It's good. Let's go. Let's go. Cool.